Ladies, gentlemen, fellas, 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 oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, do we got a massive slate, a big old booty slate for you today, 12 Gamer, how y'all doing, let's break into this one right now, look, 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 it's Wednesday morning, it's a beautiful day to be alive, it's a great day to be alive, so first of all, count your blessings for me right now, and then, let's get into some DFS, how about that, how about that switch up for you, yeah, we can touch on all different aspects of it, right, we got that mindfulness part of it, but then bam, hit you with some fantasy sports content, start your day up, or maybe even end your day, depending on when you're watching this, so 12 motherfucking games, odds are something's gonna get cancelled off this slate, but we're going to somewhat quickly, you know, we're gonna try and get through swiftly these injuries, just so we can get right to the early interest, because I know that's the, the cream of the pot, right, that's where everybody wants to be going right now what are these early interests out based on your projections and things like that i have projections and rankings down below we'll be live at 4 p.m east coast time we went live for almost two hours yesterday just sitting back relaxing with the community about close to 700 people were in there 500 people stayed on for almost two hours absolutely insane so shout out all you people if you hit that subscribe but really the notification bell you'll be notified of when we go live you don't got to stay for the whole time hop in if you want to say hey for two seconds or you want to say hey what's going on sal i got this question for you yeah go ahead and do that so you can see that down below the video is brought to you by our partners over at super draft and what that is is a multiplier format so instead of having a salary cap you have a multiplier so you multiply the fantasy points that you score by that multiplier to give you your overall points meaning that some good you can play anybody you want so some of the best players might have a one x multiplier but they might not be that great of a play because there's some value at like a 1.5x multiplier so you get 50 percent bonus points on that other 1x player if you need some help with super draft you can find it down below but i'm telling you right now get into these new sites whether it's jock market our sponsor on some shows whether it's super draft get into these new sites because they are taking off like rocket ships right this industry for betting sports betting and daily fantasy sports it is taking off like a rocket ship and all these companies are growing and as long as they have proper infrastructure in place and from all accounts from what i can say by partnering with these companies they do as long as they have that in place they're going to take off have more marketing budget have more people coming in have higher contests right if you can get in now if you can get in on the ground floor and build your bankroll in there you're going to have a massive advantage at doing that for example monkey knife fight just got acquired right if you're somebody who plays monkey knife fight you're going to have opportunity now for so much more promotions and things like that because you're already in there i'm sure they're going to be giving out credits to people who are already on there in some sort of uh, wacky ways and promotional ways that's only the beginning of that type of stuff again they're going to take care of their community and you're only going to get better contests you're only going to have more prize pools, more opportunities. So get in today. My name, Sal. SAL. That simple on Superdraft gives you a free money bonus up to $1,000 in a slow drip format. You go over there, you download the app, you go on the website, you type in Sal. They say, oh, you're from Sal. Here you go. Here's some free money as you play in that slow drip. Again, appreciate you all in advance. Thank you, Superdraft, for continuing to be a sponsor of this show. Let's get in now to the injury and status dashboard, which on a 12-game slate, I'm not going to break it down as in-depth because we have a lot of early interest to cover. But on a 12-game slate, I'll let you know everybody who is currently questionable or going to be injured, and we'll do it based on the team. So alphabetical order based on teams. We can start it off in Cleveland right now where all you're really having is Larry Nance. Now, you had Darius Garland kind of on a minutes limit. You see also in that Colin Sexton isn't playing his massive minutes yet. His price point is dropping, but he's only playing like at most 30 minutes instead of earlier this year playing 36 to 38. So Nance questionable with a wrist injury. You head over to Dallas, Big D, and you got Josh Richardson potentially returning today from health. You also have DFS, right? Dorian Finney-Smith and Powell potentially returning. So that's going to throw off some potential values in Dallas, which would be basically Jalen Brunson in the starting lineup playing 30 minutes as of right now, as Josh Richardson would probably take that back over. And then some other pieces like a James Johnson with DFS and Powell returning. So all of Dallas's value would really get knocked out if they were to return. In Denver, it's just PJ Doge right now out with a hamstring. Monty Morris, he's a little bit of a bump there. Maybe more stable minutes for guys like Gary Harris and some other players off the bench. Nothing major though. In Detroit, Blake Griffin is out. And look, the last time Blake, Blake Griffin was out for rest like he is now, two games ago, Sadiq Bay started in that game but only played 19 minutes. Didn't do that great. Sadiq Bay, if he gets back up to earlier this year when Blake Griffin was out playing 30 minutes, well, that starts to look pretty good. But they kind of just gave a bunch of guys minutes. Isaiah Stewart, a backup center, got 20 plus minutes. They 
gave Mason Plumley uh, 20 plus minutes in that game, or right around 20. And then Sadiq Bay starting only got 19. It wasn't really due to foul trouble. He played just a six minute stint in the first quarter, picked up one personal foul, but nothing major. Made a shot, missed a shot. So something to keep an eye on. Sadiq Bay is cheap, but I'm not too sure. He's not a great fantasy point per minute producer, and I'm not too sure that we can rely on him to get bigger minutes. In Indy, Demonte Sabonis is questionable with a knee. This is important because you've been seeing also the price point rising on guys like one Sabonis throughout the year, but also Miles Turner as of late, just scoring 40 points at will. Now he's at $7,500. You have an almost $9,000 Malcolm Brogdon. So if Sabonis is in, it really hurts everybody, right? Sabonis is at a high price point. Those guys' price points are high up there and now halted by Sabonis being in there, some of their usage and production. So that's going to be some important news. You have LeBron James questionable as always with ankle. Not expecting him to miss, but at some point he will. But his price point is now back up to where it should be, closer to 10K rather than 9K. Miami, before we scroll, Jimmy Butler is going to remain out today. And then Tyler Hero is questionable with the neck. If Tyler Hero is out, you know the drill, right? You, you also have, as I scroll down, Goran Dragic's questionable with a quad injury. So let's scroll down to these Miami guys and some of the rest of the players on the slate that are dealing with injuries or status or health, whatever it might be. The Butler's out. We know that for health. Now, if Tyler Hero is out, Bam Adebayo once again looks fantastic, right? You have Goran Dragic, who's questionable. But if he was to play, and Hero was to miss. Drogix looks good. You have Kendrick Nunn as well. Now, if all these guys were to miss, Hero, Drogix, well, then Kendrick Nunn likely goes into the starting rotation. You probably see 20 plus minutes for Gabe Vincent off the bench. Duncan Robinson probably doesn't continue to take any more usage, but just might be forced into that. And Bam Adebayo looks fantastic. So Miami is one of the interesting spots in the slate, given that Butler's already out and really seeing what happens with arguably their three of four best players, not including Bam and Tyler Hero and Drogix after that with their questionable tanks. Also in Miami, you're going to have a questionable Avery Bradley for health and Harkless and Gabe Vincent are also questionable today. So lots of things going on there. They're not all questionable for health. Some of them are like Harkless and Avery Bradley, but most of them are just injury related like Vincent Drogix and Hero. As we get down the slate a little bit more now, Minnesota, it's just D'Angelo Russell who's missed a couple of games. You have Jared Culver already out here, so there's going to be a good amount of minutes to be going around, especially if Russell misses again. This is where you're probably going to be starting to see some other guards come into play, like a Jordan McLaughlin, right? Like an Anthony Edwards. You see Ricky Rubio playing the upper 20s in minutes as of late. Malik Beasley's already at an increased price point, but can still get you there. So Culver being out would probably lead to an easy 20 plus minutes, maybe even around 24, 25 for Jordan McLaughlin at $4,000. This slate sort of lacks low-end value right now. So if you have Culver already out, who's been playing 18 to 22 minutes a game, and then if you get D'Angelo Russell out, that's where guys like Jordan McLaughlin start to come into play for a guy who can maybe even start in this game. That's when I'd feel more confident in playing a $4,500 Anthony Edwards who probably pushes towards the upper 20s, maybe even 30s in minutes. In OKC, you have Al Horford questionable still with this personal matter. Again, you know the drill here. Isaiah Roby and Mike Muscala will split the minutes. Roby first up as long as he stays out of foul trouble. He'll probably get 26 to 28. If Al Horford is in and it's a personal matter and it's not an injury and he's fine conditioned wise, $5,600 isn't a terrible price point for a guy who's been around that 6K price range all year long. George Hill being questionable, he's just always kind of like, a, okay, there's somewhat value in George Hill on this slate, right? Because he's just been stuck at really $4,200 to $4,500 all season long. George Hill, if he was to miss in this game, you probably see a little bit more usage out of like a, a Theo Maldon, right? So he's just a rookie out there who's been seeing decent minutes, played 22 minutes in their last game when he was out there. Outside of that, you probably see a little bit more run, maybe for Hamadou Diallo, who's really just playing 20 minutes a game at this point. Hill himself isn't playing massive minutes. You get these peak games out of George Hill where he plays 27 minutes or maybe even 28. Lately, he's been playing a little bit more minutes in terms of in three out of his last four games, he's playing 28 or more minutes. But normally on the season, it's been around 24 as an average for him. So keep an eye on George Hill. If he's in, he's again a value play. He's dealing with a thumb injury today. If he's out, guys like Theo and guys like Hamadou Diallo look a little bit better, but nothing crazy. Michael Carter-Williams remains questionable with a foot injury. Nothing really 
there. I mean, it's just a depth piece for Orlando. And then some big names here. You're going to have Devin Booker out today. And with Devin Booker out so far this year, if we just quickly look at what happens on the on-off tool of add more funds, if you want to check it out, NBA Wowie. With Devin Booker out, you see Chris Paul go to a rate of really what really Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton were doing last year. So one of these pieces out, you see Chris Paul ending up having a 1.2 fantasy point per minute production. And you see DeAndre Ayton leading the team with a 1.24 fantasy point per minute production. Now I'm curious to see what ends up happening here with Booker if they just start at the point guard position. Chris Paul, which would make sense. I'm curious to see what they do at the shooting guard position. Is it going to be a Cameron Payne or is he more so Chris Paul's backup. Do they just slide in Langston Galloway there? So it'll be interesting. Javon Carter, maybe. It'll be interesting to see what they do with the shooting guard position today. Cam Johnson will see a nice usage bump. He goes above 21% with no Chris Paul averaging close to a fantasy point per minute at 0.98. He becomes a decent value option to look out for. Dario Saric is out as well. So again, for Cam Johnson, now you have minutes and usage upside from him. So I do like to see that. And then Pascal Siakam is questionable today. We've been seeing Fred Van Vliet playing well. Uh, Pascal Siakam, Kyle Lowry have been missing some pass games. Lowry is expected to play today. Siakam is questionable. You saw some decent minutes for Stanley Johnson with Siakam out in that last game off the bench. He's still an okay option. The problem is his price point is coming up and he's barely getting you there. So if Siakam wants to miss again, it's probably more so just interest in a Fred Van Vliet and then a Kyle Lowry for me. And that's about it. The price point is dropping on Chris Boucher. And I think that that's appealing. And the minutes were at 30 minutes last time. So if Siakam was to miss, and really, even if he wasn't, you could take a stab on it. The problem is, as we're about to get to the center position, it's a 12-game slate. So you can be damn sure that there's going to be uh, the most deep position, as always, is going to be power forward and center. Because they're just strong options that are somewhat underpriced on this slate. So with that all said, let's get now into, and that was pretty quick. That's pretty quick for 12 games. We take like five minutes on that bad boy. Let's get into the early interest today, which is, here's the deal, right? These are the early interests, and I'll, I'll lower them a little bit if you're watching on the YouTube version. And if you're watching on the podcast version, we said it on the stream yesterday. A lot of people don't know that I have a podcast. It's just the audio version of these shows. So if you're ever like in a rush or you're ever in a car and you'd rather listen on the podcast, it's just a Sal Vetri show on any podcast platform you can find. And if you would be so nice enough, just take two seconds of your time to open up the Apple podcast app on your iPhone or the Stitcher device on your Android and just leave a rating. It takes literally the second you open up Sal Vetri show, click the five star rating. It takes, I don't know, maybe maybe 25 seconds at most. If you have a, a new phone, an upgraded phone that doesn't lag on you. And then if you want to leave a review, that is by far the best thing. It's like subscribing on a YouTube channel or hitting the like button, but really it's even more powerful on podcasts because that's the only way that that really helps the rankings and pop it up a little bit more so some other people can see us as a little one-man band here we're usually around like the top 25 top 30 and fantasy podcast i'd like to try and break through that next level maybe get to a thousand reviews we're at like 600 or so so if you have just like 20 seconds today and you want to uh, pay it forward somehow or do something kind in your day i mean maybe there's something better you can do but i appreciate it if you just have that time and you would do that for me it really does help and it made your way there's a link down below to get to the podcast um, and then you can leave a re review from there or if you're just on your mobile device the salvetry show you can leave a review on apple or stitcher so again these are not my only interest right i have like 20 guys 20 25 guys somewhere around there on this on a 12 game slate my player pool is going to be like 60 players you can see the entire player pool on patreon down below where my projections and rankings are not just for nba but all the other sports will be covered like mma pga and nfl until that super bowl is over and maybe 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 we'll even get into some other sports where we can find some creators that are knowledgeable and would like to jump on this channel for sports like hockey and or baseball so starting it up top right now in boston you're finally going to see right we didn't have jason tatum back when kemba walker came back walker was somewhat limited at times and then jason tatum wasn't out there so kemba walker was playing pretty nice but now if we're going to be getting Kemba Walker expected to play. You have an increased price point on Marcus Smart, so it kind of pushes him out of my interest. Fine price point at low 8K range for Jalen Brown. Fine price point at high 8K range for Jason Tatum. But I think Kemba Walker is a little bit cheap here, right? You're getting Kemba Walker at $6,300. So far this season, Kemba hasn't played a lot of minutes. He's averaging 1.4 fantasy points per minute because Tatum has been off the court in his 93 minutes of play in a 31% usage rate. So we're finally going to get to see Kemba play alongside Jason Tatum, so you're not going to be getting that same production. But even if you get Kemba just averaging a point per minute, not even 1.4, just a point per minute, and it seems like he's a little bit healthier now, right? I think this could be good. Now you've seen him play 20, 22, 29, and 24 minutes. The 24 minutes was in an absolute blowout where they beat the Cavs.
Cavs by almost 40 points. So if he's going to play 28 to 30 minutes in this game, there's some real upside out of Kemba Walker. And maybe the minutes limit with a day off of rest in that last game goes up to maybe 30 to 32 now, and you're getting him at this price tag. I think Kemba Walker offers you some nice value. There's obviously obviously downside here because he's not going to play 37, 38 minutes today like he would in a playoff game if he was healthier, at least 36. But there's some nice upside because of how cheap the price point is on him. You're getting Gordon Hayward really benefiting from them not making LaMelo Ball play as much. LaMelo Ball got benched a little while ago. People are asking me why. He got benched a little while ago for having turnovers, being somewhat of a ball hog, if you will. Getting a little bit flashy with it, you know, whatever the media headlines are going to be. But he played 30 minutes in the last game, so it's not that much of a benching. But Gordon Hayward has been pretty consistent so far in the year. He's averaging 1.14 fantasy points per minute, a 26% usage rate. As of late, he's been continuing to get bigger minutes here, and he's taking a lot of shot attempts. So Gordon Hayward, for me, if you're going to get this version of him, where in four straight games, he's played 37 or more minutes, 38 minutes in three out of his last four games, right? His shot attempts being 13, 20, 25, and 16. If you're getting this version, not the earlier season version, where it was like 33 minutes and 14 shot attempts, and you know, in those games, he's looking good, but he's getting like only 35 fantasy points. Now, with the increased minutes, I mean, it's almost hard for him not to, if he's playing 38 minutes, get you around that 40 fantasy point mark. And in my opinion, he would then thus, then thus, then thus, put that on a t-shirt, be underpriced. There's a couple guys in this slate who are just strictly GPP options only. And I don't play cash, so like whoever I talk about is normally a GPP option, like in these early interests, unless I say otherwise. But Michael Porter Jr. has come back and he's been very good this year. He was out for a while for COVID reasons, like more so than usual. So really hit him hard, it seems. I assume that he had COVID unless somebody in his family did and he had to take time away. But he was out for, I think, around three weeks to a month. And he's been playing bigger minutes. Like he came back on the 22nd after being out for about a month, three weeks, three and a half weeks. He played 20 minutes and was limited, but then he went right out there and played 35. This last game, he played 28. He shot 10 of 18 overall. He's taken nine or seven, nine and 18 shot attempts as his minutes have basically increased. If you can project Michael Porter Jr. now for 28 minutes, maybe even closer to 30, I'll probably give him 28. At $7,000, he's very uh, sneaky, I would say, for sneaky upside because he's averaging 1.23 fantasy points per minute so far this season. This won't be a priority in your lineup. It's if you have your lineup already built and you have like $7,100 left over, I think that putting Michael Porter Jr. in there, yeah, it's going to make you somewhat unique. He's not going to be owned because he is expensive. This is a guy who can only go out there and play 26 minutes, but the upside of Michael Porter Jr. is what I want to shoot for. I got a 22% usage rate. I got right now who has a 24% defensive rebounding rate. And again, 1.23 fantasy points per minute is second on this team, only behind Jokic is pretty insane, 1.62. So Porter Jr. Jr. looks like a sneaky GPP option. You keep going down now. You have Detroit with no Blake Griffin today, and you have the number one player on this team, which is what he said he was going to be. It's like a broken record me saying that on this channel. He's not on Super Draft slate today. They're only doing a nine-game slate, not a 12, which I respect because the 12-game slate's a motherfucking monster, but they have some other alternative slates on Super Draft. Again, you can check that out. Jeremy Grant at $8,100. It's kind of hard to prioritize Grant because of how fucking good the 9K range is, and we'll get into that, how solid the 7K range is. I'll call out that this slate doesn't look like stars and scrubs yet. It is a 12-game slate, and you can be damn sure that a lot of guys are going to get ruled out late. Maybe some games get canceled. Value opens up in a bunch of different ways. But right now, the value's kind of not there. We have a lot of guys questionable that will open up value if they miss. But there's just, you know, some decent looking 4K value. Nothing of a slam dunk, right? Nothing of a DeMarcus Cousins that we've had in a couple of the past nights. And because of how strong the 9K range is, right? You don't have to go up to the 10 and the 11K range where we got like six guys right now. The 9K range has some very solid big men that, in my opinion, are underpriced. And then you have a pretty strong 6 and 7K range of which we've talked about a few guys. So kind of getting up to the top range right now early in the morning as I record this at like 6 in the morning. It's a little bit difficult, but again, the value might open up. That's why the 4 p.m. show will be helpful today. So hit that notification bell so you can be notified. But Jeremy Grant at $8,100. I'm trying to pick like a guy from each team. And if there's nobody there, I just skip it. Jeremy Grant would be the one guy that I picked from Detroit. He'd be my favorite guy in that Detroit Cleveland game in general. He's just at a fair price point. He's at a price point where if he continues to play these big minutes, leads his team by far at 620 minutes. He's over 150 minutes more than.
than anybody else in the team. He currently has a 27% usage rate. He has a 1.15 fantasy point per minute production rate, which is the highest on Detroit at this point. It's nothing crazy. It's nothing sexy. It's just a player that I like the most from this game in general. So on a 12 game slate, I mean, picking one guy from that game is something that I'm trying to do. It would be Grant. The rest of the options just don't look that good because Cleveland's just having guys that are either in the price ranges like an Andre Drummond that I like other centers right around that range in the eight or nine K range or guys that seem to be on minutes limit like a Darius Garland and or a Colin Sexton. We can scroll down now and we can start it off with some of these nine K range guys that I think are just absolutely too cheap. You have right now. So you've had for a couple of days, these Lakers guys just underpriced in weird ways. Like LeBron was cheaper than Anthony Davis. LeBron was $9,200 and he went to 93 and he balled out a couple times, scored 46 real life points in the last game, dropped 70 plus points on everybody's head. And now he's 9,900, still probably too cheap. But the thing that I don't get during all that time is Anthony Davis was producing. Anthony Davis was producing well. He wasn't producing 75 point performances, but he was producing and his price point has dropped now to $9,000 flat. And the best thing about Anthony Davis is he's not just center eligible. He's power forward eligible as well in DraftKings. He's playing big minutes, right? His last four games, 37, 38, 28, and 36 minutes. His last four games of production, 60 fantasy points, 43, 55, and 48. Yet Anthony Davis price point has dropped to $9,000. So this is why I don't really want to go to guys like Andre Drummond who are only center eligible. Yes, he's a little bit cheaper for $600 less, but Anthony Davis is so secure. Anthony Davis on a bad night. Sure, he's probably gonna have to face Joel Embiid tonight, but Anthony Davis on a bad night in a close game, right? Because this is a good team. So you can assume that LeBron stays on the court. You can assume that Anthony Davis stays on the court. You're going to get 36 to 38 minutes at Anthony Davis in a close game tonight. You're going to be getting what he's been doing so far this season, averaging 1.37 fantasy points per minute and a 23% defensive rebounding rate. I would like to say Anthony Davis is the best 9K range guy on the slate, but there's a couple of other 9K options. But I do think that he is, given the fact that the other 9K options that we're about to get to, and you can see on the YouTube video, are only center eligible. That flexibility to put him in a couple of other spots in your lineup, the power forward and just forward spot for the utility, is looking very appealing to me. So Davis is, in my opinion, at least $500 in the price. If they were to put him at like $10,000, I might look at it quick and be like, yeah, you know what? That's a little bit too expensive. But then looking more into it, you'd say, you know what? This is a fair price point. There's no value in here, but it's a fair price point. At $9,000, yeah, borderline $1,000 on their price. You go now down to some of the Miami guys because, again, no Butler. Tyler Hero is questionable. Goran Dragic is questionable. And a bunch of other people like Mo Harkless, Gabe Vincent, Avery Bradley, all questionable today. So here's what we're going to do. There's some caveats. This. I have Goran Dragic on here right now at $6,400. Only interested in Goran Dragic if Tyler Hero is out. And of course, if Goran Dragic is in. So Tyler Hero, if he was to miss again with the neck, which they said early on that he's probably going to miss a week or two. I think it's been right, right around that week and a half. So this is kind of, I, I think he would miss at least one more game and then come back. But again, just track that news. Goran Dragic has been good this year. He's averaging 1.04 fantasy points per minute, but it gets even better if you take guys like Jimmy Butler off the court. Once you take Butler off the court, it goes up to 1.06 fantasy points per minute. And then once you take Tyler Hero off the court, you start to get a smaller sample, but it's been a decent sample over the past couple of games. He becomes a 1.1 fantasy point per minute producer, borderline leading the team with Bam Adebayo at a 28% usage rate. So Goran Dragic, if he's active and there's no, again, no Tyler Hero. I like Goran Dragic at $6,400. I like Bam Adebayo, who averages with both Jimmy Butler and Tyler Hero off the court, 1.37 fantasy points per minute. A guy who's just insanely up there in terms of ability to get triple doubles, a 28% assist percentage. I mean, it's, it's kind of the poor man's Nikola Jokic in terms of assisting big men, a 23% defensive rebounding rate, usage rates up there as well. But either way, I think I like Bam today, even if Tyler Hero's out there. Now that might take some shot attempts away from him, but his fantasy point per minute production goes from 1.37 with both Butler and Hero off the court to 1.37 six with just Butler off the court. So it's basically the same type of a player. You see the assist percentage not get knocked all that much because a guy like Tyler Hero is actually going to cash in more on your assist as a good shooter. So yes, I like Bam Adebayo either way today. Again, it's this range where it's Anthony Davis, it's Bam Adebayo. It's a couple of guys you're going to get to like Nikola Vucevic and Joel Embiid. So it makes it harder to get to some of those other guys in the AK range, including probably a Jeremy Grant who we already talked about, including an Andre Drummond. It's just a loaded range for the big men because it's a big slate and that's what you're going to get. We can now move to some other options who I think are going to be pretty interesting plays. And this is one of the other GPP options. So we gave you Michael Porter Jr. And I say GPP options. Again, I play mainly in only GPP. So they're all GPP options for me, but a guy that's just going to be sort of like the low owned option tonight. That's probably has 
some upside. And it's, it's guys that are like minutes are coming up, are coming back from injuries and are slowly getting back up to the price point or not currently at the price point they deserve to be. I think that Michael Porter Jr. is still probably a little bit underpriced, maybe only a couple hundred dollars, but his ceiling, uh, he's a little bit underpriced for what his ceiling is. And another guy that I think fits that bill is Lonzo Ball, who he's been back for three games now. They slowly been ramping him up. He got like 23, 27, and then 30 minutes in that last game. If Lonzo's out there playing 30 minutes, 28 to 32 minutes, he's a $6,000 plus player. Now it might only be a $6,200 player, but he's priced at $5,600 today. And a matchup against Washington that is depleted by COVID right now. He's going to get to go up against Jerome Washington and Garrison Matthews and Raul Nato for the entire game at this point. Or maybe he even gets Russell Westbrook. Like that's a bad matchup for Lonzo Ball. So Lonzo Ball has been shooting terrible this year. Don't get me wrong. 48% true shooting percentage, but he's still doing things. A 21% assist rate. He's still rebounding at a decent clip. Not the same clip we're used to where he's like 15 plus percent, but still double digit rebounding guard at 11%. And it really just comes down to the price for the minutes that he's playing. If he was going to play 25 minutes again and be kind of ramping back up to speed, I wouldn't have any interest. But at $5,600, yes, Lonzo Ball is not shooting well right now, but still a 20% usage rate, still averaging 0.85 fantasy points per minute. And if we think he can sort of start shooting a little bit better, there's a lot of value in that price point of $5,600 at the guard position, where I think a lot of the value overall is at the power forward and center position today. So at least in this mid-range or lower mid-range, Lonzo Ball stands out to me as a guy that I actually like to play. Another guy in that 5K range is a big man here, and this is going to be Isaiah Roby. It's just as straightforward as, you know, if there's no Al Horford today, Isaiah Roby is somebody that I go to. I expect Isaiah, Isaiah Roby to start in this game and play probably in the upper 20s in minutes, and Mike Muscala to just back up for every single minute that Isaiah Roby doesn't play. Isaiah Roby's recent games, 26, 28, 26, and 27 minutes. Basically, if he gets you three to four fouls, he's not getting to his 28 minutes, but he's played 26 or more minutes in five straight games. I expect that yet again today. Isaiah Roby has averaged 0.95 fantasy points per minute so far this season, so he's just a decent play. At that point, he's probably getting you 25 on, a, on an average night, and then he's probably getting you closer to 30 or 35 on a decent night where he stays out of foul trouble and plays 28 to 30 minutes. Next up is a very interesting team whose all of their price points are coming up because they're all playing great. Nicole Vuthvich, Cole Anthony, Aaron Gordon, Evan Fournier, all these guys, if you look at them over the last four or five games, have had their best stretches, and it's funny how they're all doing it at the same time. How are they all able to sustain each other? Well, they're just putting up massive points on offense right now. They're all just balling the hell out. It's just crazy that the Nicolas this year, you have Nikola Jokic, who's like an MVP candidate. Then you have Nikola Vucevic, who's just like quietly an MVP candidate for how well he's been playing this season. I know he's not actually going to win the award. Everybody can calm down out there. But if you look at the way that this guy's playing, it's been fantastic. A 20% assist percentage, a 29% defensive rebounding rate. He's shooting 57% true shooting, averaging over 1.4 fantasy points per minute. I always say that Vooch should be a $9,000 plus player, and he's finally there. This is the second time in like the past week that he's been in the 9K range. At this price point, it's fine. Like he's playing massive minutes. He's playing well. I think I still prefer Anthony Davis over him because I think Anthony Davis plays in a close game, which means that Anthony Davis also gets those massive minutes. Anthony Davis basically averaging very similar fantasy points per minute, 1.37 to Vooch's 1.41. But the thing I like about Anthony Davis that I already mentioned was you get the power forward eligibility out there. But I mean, these are Vooch's like last five games, 36, 36, 43, 41, 35, 36 minutes. So he's going to be getting you big minutes. You can start to project him for 36 minutes a game. And that's why he's basically dropping 50 points a night at this point, right? You saw a 70 point game against Brooklyn where they lost a couple of nights back where he shot 14 times or he shot 22 times and made 14 attempts in that game. Like Vooch has arrived and Vooch is probably a $10,000 player. So I think that the second we start to get some value, it's really hard to get to the 10K plus range, but the second you get like one piece of value, you can play two of these 9K guys. You can play an Anthony Davis with a Vooch, right? You can play an Anthony Davis with a Joel Embiid who we'll talk about in a second. There's enough 5K value on the slate that you can get there. We've talked about a couple of them and there's enough sturdy 5K value that I think you can get there. The second a 3K or 4K strong play opens up though, that's when you can go Nikola Vucevic with Nikola Jokic and things like that. Also on Orlando, I mentioned it. Aaron Gordon at $7,700. He's in play. It's just like last year. I touched on this before the stoppage of play for COVID last year, Aaron Gordon was playing massive minutes and he was playing very well. He was coming back from an injury. It's like the same thing as this year. He's coming back from an injury and now you're getting the 36, 36, 37, 34 minutes that he's been playing, right? If you can get the big shot attempt games like he had on the 18th where he shot 18 times and scored 62 points since then, just nine attempts, 
10 attempts, nine attempts. He's playing decent at 7,700, but he's not winning you GPPs. If you get the shot attempts to go up with these minutes, yeah, it's going to be a smash play. So Aaron Gordon's in play. Evan Fournier is in play, but I'll go with Cole Anthony because we're trying to look for some value. And Cole Anthony, like those other players, somebody that we played earlier on when uh, Markel Fultz first went down for the season and he wasn't hitting us for value. But now Cole Anthony has been playing much better. He's seeing a 22% usage rate, 0.9 fantasy points per minute. He's seeing consistent minutes as well. Now, if Michael Carter Williams comes back, do I think that that impacts him in any way? Honestly, no. Cole Anthony's still going to be the starter. He's the rookie that they want to see develop here, not Michael Carter Williams, who's dealing with injuries all season long. Cole Anthony, massive minutes as of late. He's played 28 or more minutes in six straight games. And in his last three games, 36, 33, and 31 minutes, the shot attempts, the shooting percentage has come up 71%, 43%, 46%, and 67%. He couldn't buy a bucket when we were playing him at value earlier this year, right? 25%, 30%, 38%, couldn't buy a bucket. Now he's playing very well. And he's gone over 32 or more fantasy points in back-to-back games at this $5,500 price point. I like it. Seems like the rookie's getting comfortable. I probably prefer Lonzo Ball for $100 more, but if you're just in this range and you only had $5,500, or maybe you want to play both of them to start the day right now before we get value, looks like a decent option. Joel Embiid up next at 9400 He missed the last game, and it, it, he just almost looks like an okay play, not even a great play, but he's massively underpriced for what he's been doing out there. Joel Embiid has been fantastic this year, averaging 1.6, right? He's averaging the same fantasy points per minute as Nikola Jokic. Nikola Jokic, FYI, is much more expensive today than Joel Embiid, $1,000 plus more expensive. And yes, I understand that Tobias Harris and a bunch of the players on the team were out for a little while for COVID, and that's why the fantasy point per minute production is spiking upwards. Like if you put Tobias Harris on the court with Joel Embiid and maybe a Ben Simmons, those guys missed some time and Embiid had a couple of games to just be an absolute monster out there. Yeah, Joel Embiid's fantasy point per minute production goes from 1.6 to like 1.5. So he's not the exact same player. That's why the price point isn't $10,000 plus on Embiid. But $9,400 is too cheap because even with Ben Simmons out there, even with Tobias Harris out there, again, still averaging about 1.5 fantasy points per minute. And we said this earlier in the season, if Joel Embiid, like we saw early on, okay, maybe this guy's going to play like 35 minutes a night. And if he plays in games that are close, 35, 36 minutes, which he has been doing coming off of a game against Detroit, a close game where they won by four, played 35 minutes and scores almost 60 fantasy points. He has 58 or more fantasy points in his last three games that he's played. $9,400 Joel Embiid is in play. The issue is he's more expensive than Anthony Davis. He's more expensive than Nikola Vucevic. I think Joel Embiid's ceiling and the consistency that he gets to a ceiling because he doesn't have to play next to a LeBron James is actually higher and the price point being more expensive for that reason is okay than Anthony Davis. I think that when you compare it to Nikola Vucevic, it's a little bit closer because Vucevic isn't playing with a high power player, although Aaron Gordon has been coming on over the last year to year and a half. If I had to rank these 9K guys, and boy, is it difficult. Right now, again, due to the positional flexibility of Anthony Davis, give me Anthony Davis as my number one, and then 2A, 2B with Vooch and uh, Embiid right now, I'd probably end up going with Vooch over Embiid for $200 less, but it's all so fucking close. Really, what it's going to boil down to is ownership, which we can talk about on the 4 p.m. live show later today. Now we get to a spot that's actually going to offer us some value because we already have a guy ruled out, and that's Devin Booker. And with Devin Booker out so far, we talked about it earlier when we were talking about the injuries, but Chris Paul is going to be somebody who really stands out. Chris Paul's been playing bigger minutes. He's been having his fantasy point for production already spike upwards a little bit. And now he has 160 minutes with no Devin Booker on the court this year. 1.2 fantasy point per minute producer for a guy we can rely on to play 32 to 30, probably 33 minutes is what I'll project him for today. And he has a assist percentage of 49 fucking percent with no Devin Booker on the court. That is insane. So what this means is that Chris Paul might only score you eight points today, but he might have you 14 assists. And then he might have you three rebounds and he might have you two steals. And then you're going to look up and Chris Paul has 44 fantasy points with eight real life points, right? It's kind of like what LaMelo Ball has been doing all year long. He's been scoring like 11 points, but somehow getting you 50 point triple doubles. So Chris Paul looks good. DeAndre Ayton's fantasy point minute production goes from about 1.1 to 1.24 in 124 minutes without the high usage Devin Booker on the court. He starts to see a 33% defensive rebounding rate, which is kind of normal for him. But the big thing is the usage goes up to 21%, just getting more shot attempts. Ayton at $7,300. He's in that range. It's kind of like a no man's land for centers because everybody's going to go up to the eight and nine K range or maybe go down a little bit to like the, the five K range. He's right next to Rudy Gobert at $7,200. So I don't think Ayton picks up any ownership today. He makes for a very nice low owned. I think Ayton might be single digit owned today because Gobert will soak it up in the other centers. So he makes for a very nice play. But my number 
number one play on this team is going to be Chris Paul. Other guys to keep in mind, I don't have him listed here, but Cam Johnson is very much in play for me right now where we don't have that much value. Cam Johnson stays stands out because not only is Booker out, Dario Sarge is also out. Cam Johnson in 167 minutes leads this team with the most minutes with Devin Booker off the court, 0.98 fantasy points per minute and a 21.1% usage rate. You might see Cameron Payne start today or maybe a Javon Carter or Langston Galloway. I don't know where they're going to go. If there was no Chris Paul, I would say Cameron Payne is going to start and at $3,500, he looks like a fantastic play. But I think Cameron Payne might just keep backing up Chris Paul here. We'll see what the starting lineup looks like. If it's Langston Galloway, no real interest. If it's a Javon Carter and there's no other value, okay, that starts to become appealing. Javon Carter, 0.71 fantasy points per minute in 158 minutes without a Devin Booker on the court. But right now I would rank it Chris Paul, Cameron Johnson, and DeAndre Ayton factoring in a bunch of stuff like player positionality, opportunity cost of the position, and things like that. To finish it up with three more players in the slate, we did not get to get the cheap $6,500 DeJounte Murray on that last slate because the game got canceled. But now we get to get the cheap, a little bit of a price bump up, maybe because we talked about him too much, $6,600 DeJounte Murray. Look, DeJounte Murray is too cheap, man. He's playing big minutes. He's averaging right now the third. Well, he has the second most minutes on this team, and he's averaging 1.12 fantasy points per minute. Even if I give DeJounte Murray with the recent minutes that he's been playing, Playing. only like one fantasy point per minute production today he looks like a very strong play there's a couple guys in this range we talked about Kemba at 6300 $6, i'd rather have dejounte murray at 6600 he is just too good of a play at that price point and he has too big of a ceiling as well you get the rebounding out of him a 22 and a half defensive rebounding rate for a guard you get the assists a 26 percent assist percentage is only behind demar Derozan. i'm a little bit confused as to why dejounte murray's price point was 6500 i thought it was a mistake on the last slate because this has been a 7500 player he was just 70 he was just 8100 on the 18th right four Four games ago, he's $8,100. And he scored 38 and a half, 38 and a half, and 46 fantasy points in his last three games. You want to go back a little bit more? 42 and a half, 39 and a half, 32, right? So I'm confused as to why he's so cheap now. He's basically, if he gets his normal 30 minutes to 32 minutes of play, picking you up somewhere around six or seven rebounds, picking you up somewhere on a good day, somewhere around seven or eight assists, and just scoring his normal points in the double digits. Yeah, this is a very cheap price point for DeJounte Murray, who not only has a floor to him because he's playing 30 plus minutes or around there, he also has a massive ceiling to him around 50 points if he can hit the triple double like he did the last time he played on the 24th. Some other five. 5K range option. So we've given you Isaiah Roby in the 5K range and then some guards, right? Lonzo and Cole Anthony look nice. I prefer Lonzo over Cole Anthony in that 5K range. But some other guys in the 5K range that are at kind of that power forward center range, Marvin Bagley, somebody we've been playing as of late, somebody who's been playing consistent minutes. I like Rashawn Holmes more as just a player in fantasy, but when you factor in the price point, Rashawn Holmes is more expensive by a decent amount. But Marvin Bagley over his last couple of games, 31, 36, 29, and 31 minutes. Okay, I can start projecting Marvin Bagley for 30 minutes of play. That starts to look good when Marvin Bagley so far this season is averaging about one fantasy point per minute over a 20 2% usage rate as well. So that's starting to look good. He's starting to start. He's taking more three-point opportunities, but he's also getting closer to the basket. He's taking 12, 19, 8, and 12 shot attempts over his last four games. His three-point attempts, 4, 6, 2, 2. So you're getting a nice little mix of both of those worlds, right? He doesn't want to just be a three-point shooter. He kind of lashed out and said that stuff. Then they put him a little bit closer to the basket, and you're seeing those shot attempts and the field goal percentage go up 67%, 58%, 50% field goal percentage in three out of his last four games. Fantasy production of 32, 44, 24, and 27 overall points. So at $5,700, maybe it's like $200, a little bit overpriced to be a very safe play, but we're talking GBPs. At $5,700, there's a lot of value in that price range right now where kind of early on, the 5K range is your value range. You might be watching this at like 4.35 p.m. And if you are, we're, we're live right now on the East Coast. So be sure to check that out. Talking about this slate, and you might say, what are you talking about, Salers? Like four 4K value centers and guards now that look fantastic. They're not there right now when I'm recording this. So this is why guys in the 5K range, like Alonzo, like a Cole Anthony, like an Isaiah Roby and Marvin Bagley are looking a lot better to me than they might later on when value opens up. And lastly, Rudy Gobert on a 
loaded center slate. Yesterday in the live stream, I basically said, you know, Rudy Gobert rarely kills you. Like once or twice a year, he'll kill you like he did a couple weeks back uh, or a couple games ago, like two or three games ago where he scored almost 70 fantasy points. And then of course he scores 50 plus on a three game slate when he was very highly owned and I wasn't on him as much just because of that lower ownership. He looked like a great play. He was ranking out as a top 10 play for me. I think my number nine overall player, number 12, somewhere around there on Patreon. But I was just trying to get away from it because I was locking in the Marcus Cousins, right? And then I didn't want to have just the chalky build of DeMarcus, DeMarcus Cousins and Rudy Gobert. But Gobert has been fantastic. Him and Mike Conley look good if I was to pick guys from Utah. On the Dallas side of that game, not much stands out because you have all these guys murky right now. Luka would be the one to stand out if we get more value. But Rudy Gobert this year, he's fine if you want to get to him. He's getting consistent minutes. The matchup against Dallas, in my opinion, isn't that great for him. But a 1.26 fantasy point per minute producer, he's probably at this point like $500 underpriced. So we made a game. It's 12 games. Again, I'll update all the stuff on Patreon. Projections will be out if you want to support your boy here at this channel. You want to keep the lights on. We got about five lights on right now if you want to keep these lights on for us, but really just want to support the channel and get even more tools and analysis and support your own bankrolls and DFS and just increase your knowledge and increase your chances of winning that ROI. Check out Patreon down below, patreon.com backslash Sal underscore Vetri underscore. Support the presenting sponsor of the show, Superdraft. My name's Sal. I say I'll get you that free money bonus up to $1,000. We'll be talking later on the live stream about some of my top Superdraft plays and any questions that you have at all about DraftKings, about life, about sports betting, about Superdraft, whatever it might be. You can come onto that live stream where you can chat, hop in for a second if you want to, stay for the whole time, whatever you want to do. Like, subscribe, and that notification bell lets you know when we're talking on that live stream. Appreciate you all a ton. 12 games is a motherfucker, but we'll get through it. Happy Wednesday, everybody out there. Have a beautiful day. Stay safe out there, and I appreciate you all so much. See some of you later on on that live motherfucking stream.